0: Hey Dad Podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. And I am David. And we are father and son, and we're about to talk about the first question of the day. Here we go. Hey, Dad, what is your favorite fast food stop? Now, I classify fast food as a place that has a drive-thru. Okay. So if it's got a drive-thru, it falls under the fast food category. That's a good way to
0: categorize it because there's places that are kind of fast, but they're not, I wouldn't categorize them fast food, so I would agree with that.
1: Like Five Guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, five guys is what I was actually thinking yeah. of. That's kind of scary. <laughs> um, I would say if if I'm going to go fast food, I'm pretty much going to go Chick-fil-A.
2: Yeah.
0: Um which the only sad thing is if I'm driving on a Sunday
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then you have to decide but uh Chick-fil-A cuz you got a zillion options. Their their lemonade is just killer. It is. Lately one of the things I've been getting is I get the grilled nuggets mm-hmm. with a soup. Ah. Oh. With their uh, soup. And yeah. uh, it's a really good one. And it's a good combo. And the milkshakes.
1: The milkshakes are so good. Like yeah. their
0: cookies and cream milkshake. Oh.
1: In the winter, I like their peppermint chocolate milkshake. Yeah. In the summer, I like the peach one. hmm they they're just they do always, desserts they, well. They do. Yeah. And the cookies. I don't know if you've had one of their chocolate chip cookies. Yes. But they're the chocolate chip cookies that you wish people made for you.
0: Yeah. In fact, I think one time I got one of those where it's the chocolate chip cookie with the ice cream together. Mm. They warm the cookie. Oh, I bet. And that's they put amazing. it in. It was beautiful. Wow. It was a beautiful thing. I try not to go too much
2: because
0: mm-hmm. um, I don't want everything. Um, mm-hmm. But that's if I'm going to stop for fast food, it's most likely going to be Chick-fil-A.
1: Okay. I've actually got an answer. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this has got to be the first time <laughs> that I've had one solid answer. One. And it's different from yours. Uh-oh. I would pick Panda Express. Ooh. There's do some, they have a drive-thru? They do. They do have they a drive-thru. They That's do. A have one. a drive-thru. That's a really good and one. And they're about the same price as Chick-fil-A.
0: Yeah, they are. Chick-fil-A is not, and,
1: not and a cheap one. And you get a ton of food there. Yeah. And it's good. It's just... I know it's Americanized Chinese food. Yeah. yeah. I, I know it, but it's so good. That orange chicken, that Beijing beef, mm-hmm. that honey walnut shrimp,
3: yeah.
0: the
1: lo mein and the rice combo. Mm. It is mm. magical.
0: Well, when you get a giant uh, to-go plate filled mm-hmm. with lo mein noodles. To the brim. Yeah. I mean, it's packed. It is. In fact, I don't know why there is a drive through You couldn't eat it in the car. There's absolutely... I mean, if you did, it'd be everywhere. But yeah, gosh, Panda Express is good. Now, and, and sometimes, you know, Panda's is kind of one of those. Sometimes you're gambling mm. how fresh it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've had a few times where the orange chicken's been out for a little bit.
1: Really? Yeah. I, I actually haven't had that experience really? myself.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's just because I went in a weird time of day.
1: Yeah. I, or maybe I just happened to hit all the right ones. Yeah. But there's something about Panda Express that always hits. Yeah. I could That's just, a good one. I could devour it. It's yeah. so freaking good. Well, let's go ahead and jump into the main topic of the day. Okay. Uh, and that is having a healthy view on sex. Yeah. This is a part of dating and relationships that is important to get right. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something that we have to talk about if we're going to navigate dating, engagement, ultimately marriage in a healthy way.
0: Yeah. And I think too many people don't talk about it um, in a healthy way. They talk yes. about it in a, you know, they they make jokes about it or, or whatever. And so we have a lot of people who were raised up where nobody talked about it in the church. A lot of times parents don't talk to their children about it. Um, So they don't, they don't really know what kind of, what is a healthy view of sex?
1: Yeah. Or they're just like, well, you better not get pregnant.
0: Yeah. You better not get pregnant. You better not
1: get pregnant. And that's, (laughs) that's the only thing you ever heard your entire life. It's true. Uh, It's true. So we want to be able, once again, the whole reason we made this podcast is to give us a space to talk with a father figure about things that matter yeah and this is one of those things that nobody really talks about mm-hmm. you know so i feel like it's good that we're going to tackle this yeah and so my first question about the whole thing with sex and relationships is yeah. why does our society seem so stinking obsessed yeah with sex
0: i think to to know that is to understand that Every society throughout history has been obsessed with sex at some point or another. Hmm. You know, they look at ancient Rome and ancient Egyptian. Sex was a huge part of their society, especially as they got more prosperous, Hmm. which is what's happened in in the Western culture. Um, We got prosperous, and so sexuality, sex became something that we really focused on. Hmm. I think it's something that has always been around. I think it's one of those things that that's always been an issue and i think usually society goes on a pendulum Mm -hmm. it's either you know everybody's having sex all the time or sex is horrible don't ever do it
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and i think our society tends to go back and forth in that Mm -hmm. but there's a truth in it and we see it when it comes into advertising i mean sex sells Mm -hmm. people pay attention Mm -hmm. you know when you're looking at a commercial they're not going to put ugly people most of the time in those commercials yeah they're going to put someone who looks good, either a male or a female, that the opposite sex is like, they look good, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, that's a reality because the truth is we're sexual creatures.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sex is part of who we are and it's how we were designed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know? And I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about when they think of God, they don't think of sex. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but, but we were designed as sexual creatures, Mm-hmm. So sex is not abnormal for us. Mm-hmm. It's actually normal, but it's not supposed to be our purpose in life. I think yeah. where we've gotten today as a society is everything's about sex. Right. You know, are you having sex? Oh, you're not having sex. Oh, something's wrong with mm-hmm. you. And, and it's one of those things. And then today with the, with the pornification of our society,
2: mm-hmm.
0: people have this abnormal view of what sex is. They think sex is what they see when they look at porn, when that's acting that's mm-hmm. not real sex. You know, you say, well, they're having sex. Well, no, they're acting.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, they're, they're committing a sex act, but they're acting. And so it's not realistic.
2: Mm-hmm. And so a
0: lot of people see that and they think, well, that's what I should be doing. Yeah. I should be like this porn star.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: that's that's they're not even doing that. That's fake. Yeah. They're doing it for a show. Yeah. And I think that's the thing we have to remember in our society today. We were designed as sexual creatures, but sex is not the most important thing to us.
1: Yeah. And there's a whole movement now where like when you're dating, a lot of people have an expectation that you just have sex to see if you're quote unquote sexually compatible. Yeah. It's almost become people think that sex is a expression of like who you are
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and and sex is ultimately going to be part of your human identity, but it's not like, oh, this person's great in every way, but they're bad at having sex. Yeah. Like some people think like that. Yeah. And that's just not a healthy way to think. And you're right. Sex yeah. does sell and people use it in order to be able to to sell products. You know, like I think of the commercials back in the day. Uh, I, remember, I remember like the GoDaddy commercials during mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Yeah. You needed to turn the TV off during yeah. those GoDaddy yeah. commercials because it was just gross. And it's yeah. a website for selling domain names. Uh-huh. That has yeah. nothing to do with sex, but yeah. they just they, they put it everywhere, and so our view of what sex is has gotten a little weird. Yeah, because our society kind of pushes that really hard.
0: Yeah, and I, I think we have to remember that, you know, sex is not difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, all the animals have sex. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you know the whole compatibility thing is hilarious to me. When people, we have to see if you're sexually compatible. It's not hard. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like it's difficult. And part of the joy of a couple when they get married is the fact that they haven't had sex with someone else. They get to have that discovery, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. But it's just that's we were designed. Sex was a design. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not super difficult. Yeah. And it's not the purpose of your relationship. It's a part of it. Yeah. But it's not the purpose of it. And I think let's
1: go ahead and dive into that. What is a healthy attitude? towards sex we've talked about some of the reasons it's gotten unhealthy yeah but what are some of the ways that like a person's about to start dating or they're dating seriously or they're about to get married or are married even yeah what are some ways that we can realign our view of sex to be more healthy
0: yeah i think we have to understand where sex came from and of course we're coming from a biblical mindset Mm -hmm. god created sex it was his idea And he knows what makes it best. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we we think sex is something that, you know, embarrasses God. God Mm -hmm. doesn't even know about it. (laughs) He invented it. Right. You know, he created the process. And so what we have to do is understand that God knows what is best. Mm -hmm. And so he knows how to give us the best sexual relationship. Yeah. You know, you read a, a book in the Bible. A lot of people don't read or think about it is the song of solomon yep or some some versions call it a song of songs and it's very sexual
2: mm-hmm.
0: i mean it's very very sexual mm-hmm. because sex was god's idea yeah it wasn't our idea yeah it wasn't something that catches him by surprise like oh what are you doing yeah you know it's like yeah i created that
1: yeah no i agree and, and i think that well i heard a quote and this they said that the you know, the Bible is a lot more honest about sex than the church is. Hmm. And sometimes the church avoids the topic of sex because we, they've almost bought into the lie that yeah. sex is not something that, that God made. Yeah. But the truth is, it, it is. Yeah. Um, one of the most helpful illustrations, I actually wrote it down so I could get it right, was I had a professor who uh, he was teaching a class called Authentic Christianity. Mm-hmm. And he spent a couple weeks talking about a healthy, godly view of sex. And he described it, uh, he called it the sex box mm-hmm. and it's God made four basic walls, you know, kind of like a box, yeah. um, four basic walls in order to have healthy sex. Mm-hmm. One, it's with a human, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, we're not going to get into the animal husbandry thing, yeah. which yeah. is a thing. It's gross, unfortunately. but some people unfortunately get into that. Uh, two, it's with not only a human, but one human, mm-hmm. not a bunch, one, yeah. uh, Three, it's with a person of the other gender, God made male and female yeah. in the Garden of Eden. And then finally, it's all those things, but it's in the context of marriage. Yeah. So if you have those four elements, yeah. then operating within that, there is healthy sexual uh, life. Yeah. If you have those four things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's more like... It's not like God gives you a certain way that you have to have sex. Yeah, yeah. But what he does do is he puts boundaries to protect you from going outside and yeah. hurting yourself.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the thing we have to remember. Sex is a very powerful uh, thing for everybody, male yeah. and female. And, and it's so powerful. It's got to be protected
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's got to be directed. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I use this illustration when I'm, I'm talking about, you know, a man's appetites that fire is really good in a fireplace. Mm -hmm. It brings heat to the home. You can even cook on it and stuff like that. But in the middle of your living room, Mm -hmm. it's going to burn your house down. Mm -hmm. And I think what we've done is we've taken sex and brought it out of the place it should be, which I love the box illustration, and we've put it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of burning everything down. It's true. In people's life. Because the funny thing is the people who are out there having all this sex, they're really not any happier Mm-hmm. They're not any more fulfilled. Um, in fact, there have been studies done where people the people who have the best sex lives are the people who were in a monogamous relationship and had sex with one person all their life. Mm. And I think some people in our society are like, are you serious? That would be so boring.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's the way God designed it. And you have two people who they don't have any comparisons. Mm-hmm. And they're just loving on each other and discovering their own sexual journey together. Mm-hmm. which is part of what brings a couple together.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. I think that in a, in a healthy marriage, your wedding night is not going to be the best sex you've had. Yeah. Now, it will be some of the most anticipated because yes. <laughs> you've yeah. been waiting for forever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but it's not going to be the best sex you've had. No. Um, because, like you said, as time goes along and you do it in that way that God designed, you learn each other. Mm-hmm. You learn what the other person enjoys and they learn what you enjoy, and then you can get better at it. It's literally yeah. almost a skill in a way, yeah, to where when you and that other person get to grow together, mm-hmm. you get to develop not only this physical intimacy but this uh like spiritual intimacy really yeah. and, and and emotional. and yeah. you get to have those soul ties in a good way.
0: Well, that's where sex is. I mean God created sex. To be a way of connecting to people for their life. And I think it's one of the things we have to understand that he he brings it in for intimacy. Where what we've done today with sex is we've made it a performance sport. Right. They want to know, are you performing? Can you perform well? Did you have good sex? Did you have great sex? So what we want to do is give a gold medal for sex. Mm-hmm. When what God created sex for was just for two people to build, like you said, that relationship together. Mm -hmm. There's no comparison. They can do whatever because it's just them two. Mm -hmm. No one else is in there. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: and I think that's the connecting part of the relationship of sex. That's why it's such a powerful part of a healthy marriage Mm -hmm. is when two people only have sex with each other, you know, they're only connected to each other in that way. And
1: it makes it a safe place. Yeah, that's good. Um, Because like we we talked about communication a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that's also important in in your sex life is to if it's a expression of your marriage yeah it is a safe place yeah to be able to communicate what you do enjoy what you don't enjoy what is a good time what's not a good time like yeah. these are some debates that when you're playing the sex game like you said and trying to be impressive mm-hmm. you don't get to have those conversations yeah you know Uh, But when you do have those conversations with your spouse, it makes it healthy. It makes it better. And it can ultimately be something that not only doesn't, like, it doesn't disgust God. It can be something that honors him because you're finally doing something his way.
0: Yeah. You're you're doing it his way, the way he designed it. And that's when things flow the best.
2: Mm -hmm. And and
0: really, sex is an outflow of the intimacy two people feel.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And when we take away the performance sport aspect of it, People can relax, people can enjoy it, and people can just be themselves mm-hmm. to each other.
1: Yes. Uh sex is an outflow of intimacy, it's not the cause of it. Yeah, exactly. I think some people think that once you have sex that means your relationship's gone to the next level. Yeah. And that's not it. No. Sex is more like a a bonus thing mm-hmm. in a healthy relationship yeah. of marriage rather than a foundational thing when yeah. you're dating somebody. Uh and that's important to keep in mind. Like we're not having this conversation about sex and telling you guys to do it from God's perspective because we want you to just, oh, stay in line. Yeah. It really is what's best. Yeah. It really is what's best.
0: Yeah. And that's like when God says don't have sex until you get married, he's not trying to rob you of fun. Mm-hmm. He's trying to protect you from something that could hurt you. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, when y'all were little, we wouldn't let you, you know, stick your finger in a light socket. Mm -hmm. you know in in the plug yeah because we didn't want you to die yeah you know and you may have as as a child go you're taking away my fun no we're protecting you Mm -hmm. and that's what god's doing for us he's just protecting us he's not taking away our fun
1: yeah yeah i agree with that and i think i think it'd be good if just for a second we went over like if we do sex god's way Mm -hmm. what are the benefits what's the why You know, what are some of the things that if the other way happens, you don't get to enjoy if you just do it the world's way? That's defined versus God's way. We've talked about the performance sport versus Mm -hmm. the outflow of
0: intimacy. Is there anything else in that? Yeah, I would say there's there's no comparison. Yeah. You know, if if two people only have sex with each other, Mm -hmm. they're not comparing anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. They're not sitting there going, well, you know, you don't do this like so and so, or do this like so and so, because it's just you two. And I mm-hmm. think there's a there's a there's kind of an intimacy that two people can have that nobody else is a part of. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything about a relationship that takes it onto a, a deeper level, it's when you have those little secrets that are yours.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when you and your wife have a, a, a secret that mm-hmm. nobody else knows, it's just you two.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's the way God designed sex Mm -hmm. was to get people to go to deeper levels of intimacy when they've already made that commitment to intimacy through marriage. Mm -hmm. Sex is just the avenue to go to another level of intimacy where when you have sex outside of marriage, you've not walked into that first level of intimacy. So it's actually going to push you away Mm -hmm. and take away real intimacy.
1: Yeah. I guess I would ask one more question Mm -hmm. uh, before we get into the actual question and answers from other people and this is just from me personally because I bet there are some people out there that are thinking okay if I only have sex with one person at one time like it's just them for the rest of my life what if I have like, what, what if they don't want to have sex with me sometimes? Mm -hmm. What if I, what if I have more of a sexual appetite than they do or the reverse? You know, what if my spouse wants to do it more than I do? Like, like how can that be the best? Yeah. Right. What would you say to that?
0: I think what that does is that forces the couple to kind of go to a different place in their relationship Mm -hmm. to where, I mean, the reality of sex is sometimes you are going to have a spouse who has more of a sex drive than, than another.
1: I would, I would probably say in almost every scenario. Yeah, it
0: is. Like, it's and, just part and, of life. And, and the, the, the most common is the man wants to have sex more than the woman. Right. You know, and, and that, that has to do with personality and all these other things. But what happens is a couple, as they learn each other, they learn, okay, you know, I'm going to have sex. I may not personally feel like having sex, mm-hmm. but I know my partner wants to have sex.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's serving your partner. That's a good point. And, and a healthy relationship, like we've said, has give and take.
2: Mm-hmm. It
0: doesn't mean you both have to be in the mood all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, it doesn't mean you also take advantage. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's where each partner needs to learn how to read, how to understand, how to give love to their partner, mm-hmm. how to help them. And it's not just a manipulation for sex. If two people grow to deeper levels of intimacy, sex becomes more of an outflow of that. Right. So if a husband is really loving his wife, showing love to his wife, she's going to want to have sex with him
2: mm-hmm.
0: and vice versa. Same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about are you doing those things? So if your partner doesn't ever want to have sex with you, what you want to look at is, OK, maybe there's some issues. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe our communication is not happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a busy season and we're not taking time to really build our relationship. That's good. That's the thing about small children that can cause a lot of people to have a hard time um because one will like if the man wants to still have sex and the woman doesn't you know they need to figure out how they're spending time together what's their relationship what's their love mm-hmm. and that's what those are the things that kind of help a couple see sex is okay we're not having a lot of sex why is that
2: mm-hmm.
0: cuz sex can become like uh, well a couple can get very good at running a family
2: mm-hmm.
0: but that doesn't mean you're being lovers
2: mm-hmm.
0: And that's where a couple has to be careful that they get really good at being parents, running a household, paying bills, yeah, but they've lost that. Are we still lovers? Do we still yeah. love each other? Yeah, and that's something a couple has to look at and keep working on.
1: So kind of let me say this back to you so I can make sure I have this right. Yeah, what I hear you saying is there are the inherent risks that come with it, mm-hmm. but navigating those risks can make it better because sex can become even a litmus test for the health of the relationship. Yeah. They can be an indicator. Like if your sex life, like let's say you get married and one of you is wanting to have sex a lot more than the other or the reverse mm-hmm. or whatever, it's a good indicator of to work on the relationship itself. Yeah. Um, usually sex itself is not the problem. Yeah. It's something else, right?
0: Yeah, and it is. Okay. And Now there may be, like if there's medical issues or different things, that's right. a whole different avenue and you need to get a doctor and check those things out. But if it's just emotional, you just don't feel like it, mm-hmm. then you want to look a little deeper and say, okay, what are we doing to make sure we're kindling a romance as a couple?
2: Mm-hmm. That
0: we're not just good at running a house. We're not just good at, you know, making sure the bills are paid, cleaning, getting the kids to school or practice. Yeah. What are you doing as a couple to maintain your relationship? Mm-hmm. Lack of sex drive could mean that you're getting really good at one thing, but not the other.
1: Yeah. That's really good. And I almost think of it in terms of like, if you're thinking of investing, mm-hmm. you can invest in something long-term yeah. and it has a rate of growth that gets higher and higher. More and more benefits come from it if you invest in the same thing for a long time. Yeah, The issue comes when you just spend willy-nilly because you don't feel like yeah. investing in one thing. Yeah, And exactly. it's almost the same thing with sex. Like You can get a lot more benefit a lot more blessings if you Mm -hmm. do it God's way and invest into that continually instead of investing into your efforts in a bunch of little things that feel good in the moment but don't have benefits long-term.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So let's go ahead and move into our Q&A session for the day. Uh, The first question is this. I'm in a relationship with someone and we're getting serious. And my parents don't really like them, but I do. What should I do?
0: Yeah. Um, as we've said before, if your parents don't really like them, that that's a red flag. Yeah. And what I would do is have a non-argumentative discussion with your parents mm. and find out why.
1: A conversation, not a debate.
0: Yeah. it's not. It's not them just, hey, let me know. What is it? <laughs> Now, that may be hard. And mm-hmm. some parents, I, I was, I'm a parent, so I can say this. Some parents are insecure about their children being in a relationship.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm not saying that their reasoning is necessarily right. But if they if they aren't sure, you need to hear them out. Right. If it's just that I don't want you to ever leave home. Okay, then you can talk with them about that. Now, it could be they just think you're too young. That's a legitimate concern. Right. Um, so what you want to do is, is listen to them and hear them out and try to look at it objectively mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe talk to some other people, mm-hmm. you know, not your friends, but other older people who are wise, who can give you some counsel on that and help you maybe process through those things. What you don't want to do is like, you don't want to just get into a debate mm-hmm. and then just yell and fight. Cause that's, no one's going to win on that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I think, uh, you assume that the parents have your best interests in mind until mm-hmm. proven otherwise. Yeah, that's that, a good. That, that's a it. good. That's a good mentality to walk in. Yeah, because yeah. most likely they're not trying to ruin your fun. They are have legitimate concerns. Yeah, that's why you have the conversation. Yeah, because unless it's something that's just frankly dumb. Yeah. Most likely they, they have you, you in mind. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, most likely they do.
1: You're right. Sometimes parents just want the attention for themselves or they want you to live an exact life according to their wishes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. those are unhealthy dynamics, but most likely. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully hopefully that they uh, they have that conversation and, and communicate that because they care. Yeah. And that's where, like you said, talking to other mentors becomes part of it. Because, you know, if the reasoning sounds kind of unhealthy, you get a second opinion from another wise mentor and they can tell you, no, they're right. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Okay. This is another question from Jonathan. He's been just killing it. Yeah. Uh, it says, as a Christian father, how do you raise your child to own their Christian faith and not simply adopt it?
0: Yeah, that's a toughie. Um Every person has their own journey to faith. Yeah. And I think what you have to do is put your child in the best place to have that journey. When they're in your home, I think, one, you have to live it before them.
1: That's very true.
0: Um, Because they're going to get more from how you live than what you say. Mm. Like a lot of people think, well, I I take my kids to church. Well, it doesn't matter if you're not living it. That's true. So they have to see your faith journey. And that means your ups, your downs. Mm -hmm. You know, if they see you struggle, that's not necessarily a bad thing because then they see that, you know, it's okay to struggle and Mm -hmm. still serve God. That's true. And I think that's a healthy thing for children to see. But if you are always putting on a front in front of your children, they're going to think it's fake. Mm -hmm. I think part of that deconstruction movement that's out there where people are walking away from their faith Mm -hmm. is more that they've not seen it modeled in a healthy way. Right. And so I think modeling it in front of your children and then having those conversations with them Mm -hmm. that are conversations. Like if your child is doubting, if you're the parent, talk with them about it. Help them find answers. Don't just say, well, you shouldn't think like that. You know, oh, well, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. help them learn how to find the right answers mm-hmm. don't just shut them down yeah. or they'll they'll not learn how to have those those discussions when they get old enough to start having questions mm-hmm. and and i always told y'all and i told youth all the time god's not afraid of your questions yep he's a big boy yep so we want to go to god with our questions we just don't want to go to google yeah because you don't know what kind of answer you're going to get that's true you know you go to god with the question and let him guide you on finding the answer
1: yeah I would, I mean, I'm just going to back up everything that you say. I think that's true. Yeah. All of that. Uh, I think it's important to remember the perspective that specifically with Christianity, it is a relationship first, mm-hmm. not a set of practices. Yeah. I think a lot of people, when the, when a, their kids just adopt the faith because their parents did it, Yeah. it's usually a practice thing. Yeah. Usually it's like, a, oh... Well, you know, my parents went to church and my dad read his Bible every morning. So I go to church and I try and read my Bible in the mornings. Yeah. Um, But you got to get more into the whys. Yeah. You know, this is why I do this. This Mm -hmm. is why this. This is why this. This is, you know, my relationship with God. Like you said, walking on the journey yourself and being okay with your kid walking on the journey. Because every relationship is a journey. Yeah. That's just part of it.
0: Well, and you want to put your children in a place where they can have those experiences with God apart from you yeah that's why we always encourage y'all to go on mission trips and do camps and stuff like that mm-hmm. to have those experiences where it wasn't just about well my parents made me mm-hmm. you know where you you experienced something you wanted it and that helps you have your own faith because you had experiences that were your own
1: yep and it may not look like your relationship with god as the parent and that's okay yeah. it's okay to for it to not be exactly the same as yours in fact, I'd say that's a good thing. If yeah, it it's, if it's a carbon copy of yours, it's most likely more behavior than yeah. it is actual relationship.
3: Yeah,
1: um, you want to encourage them to have those conversations with God, mm-hmm. to grow in God, and to let God minister to them and them minister to God. Yeah, in that process, yeah, it, it's most healthy that way, and so I would just agree with what you say. And uh, honestly, that's all the time we got for today. Yeah, we've I mean, run out. Yeah, so we'll save that next question, which is a pretty funny one, <laughs> for next week. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, we loved having this conversation. We hope it helped. And if you have any more questions on this topic, feel free to message us on Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. either DMing uh, the hey Dad podcast or at questions at HeyDad.us. You can send that email. Um, we just want to be able to help you guys navigate through the questions of your life and on the topics you care about. Yeah, so uh, please reach out and we would be happy to help in any way we can. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.